What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brendan, here with Professor Tino. What's goody? We want to bring you guys this special Christmas episode. It's been a month since we last uploaded. Uh, this will be coming out Christmas Eve, actually. So uh, we just want to give a little Christmas present to all our students. And um, we know that'll probably be a while that we're on hiatus again. So uh, we want to bring you guys something. But hopefully we're not on hiatus too much longer because there's news of this vaccine. Excited about the vaccine. Uh, I am a, I'm, I'm shocked, really, that we've been able to do this. Aren't you? Like, fantastic. It Very came happy. out. It, like, news from it, like, came fast. It seems like, you know, beginning of December is like, hey, there might be a vaccine. And now already, you know, while we're recording this on December 18th, uh, you know, Trudeau's come out and said, like, every person, every Canadian that wants to be vaccinated will be vaccinated by September. And that's just such great news. It's it's so awesome. I'm like, how we've been able to like have a vaccine and kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and what has been probably the weirdest year for a lot of people. Right, it, ga- it gives us hope at a time where it was fleeting. I'm be honest, like I was fine with COVID up until probably mid-November. I started to like notice it like really affect me, like really. Well, I guess that's when we went to Code Red. I guess once we went to Code Red, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm dying. So this gives that boost of energy that's like, it's almost over. Heck, I truly, I think by June, I can see myself getting vaccinated or I could see most of Winnipeg being vaccinated and we can have a normal summer. Yeah, and like we were talking about <clears throat> just a little bit before now that Trudeau did say that everyone should be vaccinated who wants to be vaccinated before September. And it's probably a shorter timeline like that. And hopefully come the summer, then it's going to be looking good and most people are going to be vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, unfortunately, well, because the university has to decide whether they're going to be online in the fall. They be, well, they have to decide by June because registration opens in July. So they kind of have to decide whether or not they're going to have online classes. And so I unfortunately see the university still saying, hey, the fall semester is online. We just can't risk anything going wrong. We have to know 100% that everyone's going to be safe before we reopen. But that being said, I think we'll all still be on campus in the fall. I think we'll all be able to have our socials and events and be able to hang out and really just come to campus. So even though we'll have online classes, we'll all still be on campus doing those online classes. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be a very interesting transitionary period. And I I agree that it might be unlikely that the university will open up in the fall just for safety reasons. And like you said, making sure that 100% is safe for everyone. But I'm uh, for the first time in my experience being in Winnipeg. I'm looking forward to next winter. Yeah, that's funny. Well, yeah, hopefully we can still look forward to the summer. And and I think I hope like by March we see just a lot of vaccinations going on that we can just really look forward to uh, all all being ready in the summer. I think it's funny how Trudeau uh, worded his statement saying every person that wants to be vaccinated will be vaccinated. I guess he's kind of saying, you know, he's not going to force it on anyone. If you don't want the COVID vaccine, you don't have to get it. I guess for those people who think there's a microchip in it or whatever reason. I told, you know, I was just going to talk about anti-vaxxers. I I was going to bring them up. I find that so hilarious that he has to be uh, careful with his language, that he makes it clear that 
the vaccine isn't being forced because he knows anti-vaxxers are gonna um you know lose their minds yeah i mean we already have anti-maskers i i would say that in this scenario though are anti-vaxxers even that big of a problem because would they affect us like if we're vaccinated we don't have to worry about covid it's just it's just on them you know good point that you raise yeah I think it might be a problem if there's a different strain. So if it's like a different virus, then those people are not vaccinated and they start spreading it. Maybe. I don't know. That's true. That is very true. And I guess, yeah, if you're not vaccinated, you know, you're just giving time for the uh, virus to mutate. Like you're giving it longer longevity in that it's going to be able to like live on in the anti-vaxxers bodies and uh, for for months to come, even though you know most of the world will be vaccinated by September. Yeah, this is just your friendly reminder to get medical advice from people who are qualified, not Brendan not and on their podcast. <laughs> um, I would say though, anti-vax is probably at least better uh, than anti-masker because anti-masker, you know, that that directly affects you as someone who's trying to stay safe. Yeah. And if you think about the use of a mask too, like the the purpose of a mask is to protect other people from you possibly being sick. And the fact that other people aren't willing to do that is selfish in my opinion. Right. Now, that's pretty much the world news that's been going on. Let's move on to some AMSU news. I know it's been a month, but funnily enough, because it's been December for most of that month, uh, we haven't had much going on, but we did finish Indigenous Student Month. That was the month of November. Tina, why don't you run us through that real quick? Yeah, we did. It was a good, it was a good month and the second uh, annual Indigenous Students Month that we've had. Um, you know, one thing that we've learned doing virtual events this year is more people are willing to come out to those events. So one of the events that we had for Indigenous Students Month was a panel, um, Indigenous Women in Power panel, which was well attended. I was in attendance as well, and it was such a beautiful panel. They spoke about the issues that Indigenous women face and just the general role that Indigenous women uh, should have in society. It was just a phenomenal educational experience for myself. Uh, if you do want to check that out, this is to the listener. We still we have it on our social media, so you can go watch that. You can go learn from that. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really good month. Uh, I, I do have to shout out Alicia uh, Kubrakovic, who is our Indigenous Students Rep, who along with Jaleen, they did a fantastic job putting this together, and it was just really a wonderfully educational experience for me and yeah i hope we do or rather that amsu uh, does something similar again in the next academic year yeah um also i guess big news more university wide than amsu specific but there was no strike um the umfa and university came to agreement i believe it was a one-year kind of deal so we could see another strike uh, this time or around in the, in the fall of next year again, but at least for the net meantime, you know, uh, during this COVID pandemic, uh, students can t- continue to learn and profs can continue to teach. Yeah, and I have to say, I definitely strongly believe that st- the student action that uh, that happened 
during the Save the Semester campaign was integral in making sure that there wasn't a campaign. Um, and I'm just really proud of the student body and how we were able to rally together and make sure that the university knows that we don't want to strike, uh, which is exactly what happened. And <laughs> what a crazy couple months it has been. Yeah, I know. I, I would very much like to think that AMSU and just the whole student body had a good part in making the university come to the table. Uh, they didn't go to binding arbitration like UMFA wanted, but, you know, at least the university came to the table and um, that's better than nothing, which they were stuck on for months, just not even wanting to negotiate. Um, the funniest meme I saw about this, though, because I know it wasn't really what the profs wanted. I believe in the end there was $2,000 in hazard pay. So nothing even close to what they deserved or what they wanted. But again, at least there's something versus nothing. And one year deal, you know, uh, let's just teach right now while, while COVID's going on. But the funniest meme I saw about that was uh, the, it was a trailer park uh, scene where Ricky pays off Mr. Leahy to hmm. F off. So, I, so the caption was the university to UMFA, I'll pay you two grand to F off. And I thought that was so funny because... <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious very much uh symbolic of what was happening but yeah moving on we had the agm the annual general amsu meeting so this occurs twice a year uh so we had the one in the fall where we were basically all the execs were reporting on what they had been doing throughout the year and um you know usually you won't get too many people to this thing but we got more than last year with six people showing up so that was good <laughs> Definitely. It's always nice when we surpass the boundaries that were set last year. Um, it's a bit odd that it's called an annual general meeting, isn't it, when we have it twice? Twice. I'm, that's the same with CFS, though. They have the annual general meeting, and they met in always in June and November. Now, you know, this was complained about last year and how expensive it was to do this. So they've actually have put it down to one and only have it in November. But yeah, it, it is funny that we call it that, not something like biannual general meeting. And if you're a listener and you were, for whatever reason, unable to make it to the AGM and are curious about what the AMSO executive has been working on, you can find our full AGM reports on our website, amso.ca. And I'm definitely plugging the website here a little bit because, you know, why not? Yeah, I mean, well, we worked hard on those reports. And in the end, even with six people, we still had to report them fully um, and be there for two hours. But hey, hey, all part of the job. I Yeah, so if uh, if you're still curious, I mean, yeah, we worked hard on those reports. So if you want to go check them out on the website, I believe also on the website, uh, by the time this is released, this will be on the website. We have all our um, achievements from the year, all our uh, election, prom what election promises have been fulfilled so far and just kind of a midterm report card that's going up on the website yeah i was <laughs> i was gonna say that you said uh, we worked hard on the agm reports but what we worked harder on was the work that we did in the reports themselves so yeah you you sh it's it was nice writing that report i have to say um because at times it feels like you're just going through the motions and you know it's just one thing after another but when you take some time to put together what it is that you've been working on or what you've achieved, it's, it's, quite, it's quite the list and it's just good to be able to have something like that in the same place.
Yeah, I uh, I did the midterm report code. Uh, I should have said, I didn't really work hard on the AGM report, I should have said. I worked hard on uh, providing a research and strategy uh, assistant with what I've accomplished through the year for the midterm report card and then just copied and pasted it to the AGM. So and made it more digestible to students uh, for the AGM. But uh, yeah, I, in the end, it, it is good. To, it is a change of pace from our usual reports. And it's good to see the progress that we've made and like what we've been able to do even with COVID. I think, I think, I don't know about you, Tino, but at least on my part, over half of the campaign promises that were specific to me have been fulfilled. And I'm pretty proud of that. That is beautiful. Um, I think COVID has been just the strangest experience, obviously, but I'm glad that we've been able to, and I, I know I say this all the time, but just the ability to still do events and everything like that and provide a platform for students to connect and further the education beyond the classroom is <laughs> there's something very somber about this episode today but maybe it's because it's the last day of work and I just had my final final exam yeah oh let's talk about that you uh you're done you're done for the Christmas break yeah we're recording this on the Friday that we finished work we're working overtime technically because it's the end of the work day but we wanted to put out this podcast for Christmas Eve and um but we're done. We're, we got a nice two-week va- vacation um, while the university is closed. And what's nice about this is that even though when we do go on vacation, we always come back to a ton of work. But this is the one time where everything's closed. No one, no one else in Namsu is working so that we can finally actually just relax. And yeah. Well, there's something that, God, we're just so beautiful. I'm looking forward to that so much. Uh, but just to touch on final exams, I mean, I know you weren't in any classes, were you, Brendan? No, I was just studying for the dentist aptitude test. Yeah, I it was it's been a strange experience doing exams online. I have to say, <laughs> the so the one that I just had right now was the medicinal and hallucinogenic plants one, and I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail. the The point of what I'm saying here is that uh, exams online was weird. Um, and what was even weirder though was the experience of using responders, uh, right. and you know what I, okay, so I usually turn myself view off during like video calls, but I almost prefer that you be able to see yourself in Respondus Monitor, just so that it's not as awkward as just having your webcam on, but like, maybe someone is watching you, maybe they're not, maybe they're listening to you, maybe, you know, it's just, it's very, it's an uncomfortable experience, but we've already talked about um, why the university feels that they need to use something like this. It's funny in an earlier episode of this uh, AMSU 1020, you told students to turn the camera off during class. So now you're telling them turn it on during exam. But- it's so weird. Yeah. Just it's so like, cause like I have a little, I think most people do, but like a little light on my webcam that indicates mm-hmm. that it's on. And it's just like looking at that is like, oh, am I being stuck? Yeah. I mean, I will say about respondents, I don't think anyone's looking at you at any time. It's that if it if you're flagged for whatever reason, then they look at your video. So mm, yeah. at least you can take, I don't know, solace in that, that if you didn't do anything that was sketchy, Tino, no one's ever going to see that video of you. Hopefully I didn't do anything sketchy. It was weird because while I was taking my exam, um, so I was like seated on my table and I had a water bottle next to me. And then Alicia just came up to me and she started drinking the water. And I was like, dude, what? Dude, go away. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, 
that might create a thing, but hopefully it's not too much of a problem. Yeah, I'm sure it might have been flagged, but like they're going to take one look and be like, oh, it's nothing. And yeah, yeah. throw out the video. <laughs> You're all good, Tino, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of quickly talk about us going on this Christmas break. Um, we I took three days vacation this week just to study myself. And, you know, I come back today to just a ton of work. So again, like it's nice to have the Christmas break to just have not have anything. What are you going to do with your time, Tino? during this uh, two-week break where you won't have any responsibility. My goodness, what can I do with my time? I don't know. I think the answer... You can't do that. <laughs> I I don't really have a plan for anything concrete. I just... Oh, I, I had mentioned that maybe I'll go up um, and rent a little like cabin up north, um, which is an interesting idea because you don't really have to see anybody else to do that, which is nice. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I actually pull through with that. The idea of just staying at home and being uh, not needing to be connected and not needing to, um, you know, talk to people about work things is very enticing right now. And the way that I'm tired is making me think about how I should maybe just stay at home. What about you? Yeah, well, well, hey, you said that you're going to disconnect. Is that still in the cards that you're going to completely just you know, turn off the Wi-Fi, basically, not not talk to anyone and... 100%. Um, there's nothing that I yearn for more than just being unavailable. Like, I think one thing that um, people may not necessarily realize about kind of the nature of our roles is that it's almost not really 24 hours, but it's kind of like any time that work just pops up. And if a student was to message you or something along those lines, then, you know, it's like constantly there. But for the next two weeks, I, I don't, no one's expecting me anywhere. Um, so that that's just, that's a very exciting feeling. Yeah, it's a bittersweet part of the role. It's it's working all like around the clock. You know, it, it ruins things in terms of like, I open Instagram and there's a good chance that just by opening Instagram, I'm going to be working, answering a student's inquiry. But I mean, it's always good. It's always a good feeling to like help that student in the end. So that's the bittersweetness of it. But you're right. Um, that's what I'm going to do with my time. I'm going to use my time wisely to study, though. That's because I'm not expected anywhere. Instead of, you know, the nights that I spent studying where if I got an email, well, I'd have to answer it uh, and work. Now for the next two weeks, it can be uninterrupted studying. And you're right. You, you put it the best. No one's expecting me anywhere. So they could, should continue to not expect me anywhere. <laughs> I'm gone for the next two weeks. I hope so. Um, but yeah, what else did we want to talk about? Well, I guess the last thing about um, Sue News before we kind of, uh, well, we'll talk quickly about ourselves. And uh, I got I got two two segments for you. Again, we were again, we were just trying to do a short episode, just update people on the um, Sue News before, um, during the Christmas break, and then uh, come back. Hopefully, ho again, hopefully uh, rates or numbers go down, COVID numbers go down. We can be back in the studio in January and continue to create Amsu 1020. But yeah, we just want to show the episode. Um, the last bit of Amsu news is club space. So uh, in your inboxes, if you are a student, you would have seen uh, an email from Amsu about the way we're going to be doing club spaces. Now, in the past, it's always been that clubs apply for space and get it for the entire year. And 
you know, I wouldn't say that I would say that there was any problems at all. But we did during the election kind of hear an outcry for um, the spaces to be equally distributed. Uh, we have 206 clubs here, and I would say less than 50 of those clubs or, or yeah, less than 50 of those clubs had spaces uh, in in our AMSU spaces. So uh, we've just gone and we've made it so now that instead of you clubs booking the space for the year, it's now booked on a more hour, hourly or day-based uh, rate. And that way, all 206 clubs have access to space in some form. They just will, will have a dedicated uh, person working for uh, just the clubs uh, and they can go to that person and rent out space. Uh, we'll have lots of rooms and different size rooms too. So different events could be held there. And this isn't also only for clubs. This will also be uh, for just the any AMSU member or any council, you know, councils who don't have meeting space can now rent meeting space. And um, by no means do clubs that used to have space the whole year, they might not see a decrease in how many hours they spend in the space at all, but it just makes it uh, makes it so that at least all clubs have an ability to have space. Um, it also just makes us more accountable for the space. I know just on an administrative side of things, if we gave a space out to a club for a year, we often wouldn't see what's happening in that space and we wouldn't see the state of that space till the end of the year. So little damages, uh, you know, stuff like little things like that, we wouldn't see till the end of the year. So this just makes it so that we can check on the room each and every day, make sure everything's still in place there, all the furniture is still there. Uh, any, any little damages can be taken care of right away. And um, just just acts as a better way to, you know, ha handle club space rather than um, only a select few clubs getting space for the year. Yeah, and um, that's, the, that's the key there, right? Accessibility and making sure that as far as possible, the limited, keyword limited, um, the limited space that we have in university centers being used by as many people and as many student groups and clubs as possible at any given time. Um, I'm excited by this change and I'm sure that once we have normal proceedings back on campus, it's going to prove to be a good move. Yeah, and this, you know, this was the best time to do it too because of COVID. We have no one in the club space, in our spaces anyways. So it's easy to come September, uh, everything's implemented perfectly. We have that person working uh, dedicated to the clubs and they have an office down in the basement of Helen Glass to specifically aid in all club related things. I mean, it, it's not just renting that this person would be doing. It's, you know, taking in uh, inquiries about clubs, you know, directing people to uh, join clubs. And um, yeah, like you said, limited space, you know, we don't have that much space. You, you see is shared with the university and uh, university owns most of it. So we really have to use our space wisely. And well, you saw what happened in March, there was a fire and all that space got burnt up and isn't in use. And um, it just, it made us realize like how, how little space we have and how many members we have and that we, we need to really spread it out more. Yeah. Anyways, I, and uh, do you have anything else for Amsu News, Tino? I think that's it. So I think that should be everything. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a quieter month because of finals and that's just the nature of being part of a student's union. 
Yep. Uh, before we get into segments, I just wanted to tell you a quick story. Um, I was reminded of this. I, I think I was studying like different blood types. They remind me of all the times I've given blood. Um, have you given blood, Tina, before? I ha no, I actually haven't. No, I've given plasma before. And I think I've said that on this. Oh, my God. Am I about to retell a story? I think I, you know, I've already told the story about me fainting during giving blood. You did. Yeah, I did tell the story. You know, it was in my notes. I wasn't sure. It's okay. It's still a good laugh. If you, if you do want to bring back something last time, you asked me if water was wet. That was also in my notes. See, that's why I thought I hadn't told the blood story, because right underneath the blood story was water is wet. And I knew I hadn't asked that on the podcast. But yeah, let's get into it. Tino, do you think water is wet? I think water is wet. <laughs> I'm adjusting my glasses, by the way. Okay. The, you, the listener can't see that. <laughs> Anyways, in order to answer the question, is water wet? You have to define the terms in the question, right? So what is water? Well, from, from a literal point of view, water is a molecule with two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom, right? And what is wet? What, 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 what makes something wet? Are you asking me? I could give you the answer. Yeah, you, you want to give a crack? Yeah. Being sur something is surrounded by water if it's wet. Sure, I, I'll accept that definition. Um, Google said covered or saturated with water or another liquid. Yeah, is what pretty much what I said, yeah. So considering that the mo most of the water that we observe or most of the water that we come into contact with is indeed covered and saturated with other water molecules, I've come to the conclusion that water is indeed wet. Tino, I kind of hate you because that's <laughs> the exact same train of thought that I've always had is that when you look at a molecule of water, it is surrounded by other molecules of water. I believe it's six. Six is the number of molecules that one water molecule can be surrounded by. So whenever you look, because you can never have just one molecule of water mm. in, in reality. So whenever you see water, it's one molecule surrounded by more molecules, surrounded by more molecules, and the end it makes water wet because it's always surrounded by water. So I'm mad that you explained it when I, that's what, that's what I was going to say. You basically took everything away from me. I am so sorry. I was thinking about it in the shower the other day and I was like, what am I going to talk about on the podcast? All right. That's the, that's like the subreddit r slash shower thoughts. That's what you were doing. You figure so out water's wet. You agree that water is wet. Yeah. You, you said the exact same train of thought that I did. Um, I, I just, I don't know anyone that, well, because I guess when you don't think about it scientifically, it's easier to probably say water isn't wet because it, it, it itself is wet. But that's why I always bring up the chemistry side of things that if you look at it at a molecular level, yeah, water is wet. Yeah, we solved it. I, I just wish, yeah, more people looked at molecularly instead of just as it is physically. Um, there we go. All right. Um, let's get into some segments. Yeah. And more, let's, let's kind of Christmas buy them. Actually, first before segments, Tino, I did get your secret Santa gift. <laughs> Bless up. Uh, it was the new diary of a wimpy kid book. Um, thank you for that. I actually, uh, you have a lot of people angry at you because one, 
my girlfriend was gonna get for me and two my parents were gonna get for me so when it came in and i like snapchatted it they were just like what the hell now we have to return our version <laughs> so but I, you know what I, i'm so glad that i was the first one to to get to it because i was kind of worried because i knew that other people were kind of thinking about that I was like, okay, that's what other people, probably his parents, maybe his girlfriend too. But then I was like, mm, I have to be diligent on this one and make sure that it gets there nice and early. You probably put in the order before everyone. I will give you that. But um, by the time I got the package, my parents already bought for me. But they are understanding people. They're returning it, getting me a different book. But I appreciate it, you know, very good gift. Very, I'm, I'm surprised that you pulled me out of all the people. You pulled me as the secret Santa. That's funny. Well, it was, uh, it was, you were easy to gift because you already said what Santa was getting you and Santa pulled through. I have to say, shout yeah, out. Baby. Oh, um, so we bought gifts for our producer, Jared and, uh, Michael who came in to, um, help us while Jared was buying a new house. Um, if I, I know Jared's going to edit this, but if I tell him not to listen to this part, let's, uh, let's tell the listener what we got them. Um, we got them cards. So the Umsu cards that uh, I'm sure will actually be on our Instagram, the actual uh, design of it. But we got them the Umsu cards, wrote nice little messages in them and got them some Tim's cards. And uh, I, I want, I guess I just want to take this little opportunity to tell Michael and Jared that they'll probably listen to this part uh, after Christmas Eve. Uh, just thank you. Thank you guys for helping us produce this podcast. Uh, you know, coming to us in the first place, asking us if we wanted to, do an Umsu podcast. It's been very beneficial to, you know, just spreading Umsu news and having the members, Umsu members more engaged. And we built up a fan base, you and me, Tino, and it's, it couldn't have happened without uh, Michael and Jared. So thanks to you too. I absolutely like Brennan said it best. And for, for our listeners that are not completely in the know, um, what Brendan and I do is we just, we show up and we speak into the mics and then everything else is taken care of for us. So I, I really appreciate you guys for our producers, for everything that you've done for us to make this podcast a thing. And yeah, like Brendan said, it's been fantastic being able to engage and talk with students through this platform. And I know that we do have a bit of a fan base, which is exciting. Um, so yeah. Thanksgiving was two months ago, but we're still very thankful. And uh, yeah, as Tina said, you know, we show up, we we talk to the mic, and then we tell the producer, "Here's the song of the week. Put it in now." And <laughs> and then we're on our way. I upload everything, and they're just the best. Yeah. Um, Kate, Christmas time. Tino, what's your favorite Christmas movie? It's my favorite Christmas movie. I am a Grinch, and I don't have one. See, that's funny because my favorite Christmas movie is The Grinch. Ah, that's funny. Just don't watch the newest one. I know it's on Netflix. Um, watch the watch the oldest one. That one's my favorite. Um, I think it's from the '60s, but mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, it's good stuff. I don't know. I, I've actually, I guess, because I've seen so many Christmas movies and watched them over and over again, I've really started to hate them. But for some reason, I can't seem to hate The Grinch, even though I've seen it a million times. What's wrong with the new one? Oh, the cartoon anime one? Um, because, okay, so in the original, and what I'm, when I say original, I don't mean the Jim Carrey one. I mean the, the animated one from way back in the day. He's like an actual mean person. He's an outcast. And I, I actually think the town doesn't even know he exists. So he, he is just 
an actual mean person versus this cartoon one he's like a normal resident in the city and like people are friendly to him um it just doesn't encompass the like true original spirit of the Grinch which was he genuinely hated people and then found a love it just seems like he's a grumpy person in this animated one and then becomes you know part of this like wait he's an outcast of society in the old one and then he becomes part of society versus this one he's already part of society he just doesn't really like people oh he's anti-social like that's it he's just anti-social so that's Mm -hmm. why i really don't like the newest one okay i will check an hour and a half and there's nothing happens in it so (laughs) does anything ever really happen in a christmas movie um yeah that's that's pretty fair and i know we're gonna probably get the gonna get dms and emails like correcting us but i would agree with you on that point there i actually have this theory and my family hates me for saying this but i say any movie that needs to rely on christmas as its genre probably isn't a good movie you didn't have a story so you tried to make one up uh and you used christmas as like the cornerstone this just like overarching uh you needed to rely on christmas to make this a movie Versus this would never stand as an actual story. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. So so my family really wants me to watch Christmas movies with them this entire break. But I'm telling them, you know, I'm not. <laughs> like you said, we don't have any responsibilities. Uh, don't expect me to be anywhere. So I, I, I'm not watching these Christmas movies. Except The Grinch. Good stuff. Beautiful. Um, let's, okay. So I got a, really, a pretty good red flag for you, Tino. Okay. Uh, just like you thinking in the shower, I also thought of this one in the shower. Mm-hmm. Let me paint the picture for you. You are on a first date. You don't really know this person. Uh, let's let's say you just met in res and um, you're out at a restaurant. Pretty attractive. You know, the they, they joyful person, happy person. You start, you're about an hour into the date. Everything's been going great so far. And you ask them, oh, do you work? Like, do you, uh, what do you do for a job? And they say mm-hmm. they work for BuzzFeed. Where does that fall? <laughs> oh hmm wow i i get i can hear like all the you know what no that's not a good uh, i shouldn't say that <laughs> they work for buzzfeed they work for buzzfeed that's that that's their full-time job they're they work for buzzfeed why do they work for buzzfeed maybe oh. they're good at it maybe they're just like they're good at uh finding out or writing uh these are pieces that say which cucumber are you most like? You know, that, that serves some purpose. You know, it's it it serves a very little amount of purpose, but some. You know, I think I think it's. Um, I'm gonna say I'm okay with it. Honestly, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's fine because the date is going well, and I shouldn't judge someone based on their employment. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the high road here, Brendan. okay no i think i opened the can of worms and that i could come to you with a bunch of red flag ones that are about a job like the job they work i mean i'll save them well no actually i'll bring this up what well i was gonna say what if they're a stripper but that would be like awesome actually now that i think about it i would love that i wish i dated a stripper anyways no that's besides the point we're gonna have tangent um fair enough don't judge them by their employment and you're right. They they do serve a purpose. BuzzFeed wouldn't exist if uh, people weren't opening up their articles. So, um, I'm gonna go with a red flag. Mostly not because they work for BuzzFeed, because I feel like even if they 
work on BuzzFeed. Like even if they consistently were just a consumer of BuzzFeed, I would call it red flag. So the fact that they work for them falls into the same category and I'm going to have to say red flag. I just feel like I'm going to end up in, like if I date them, I'm going to end up having to do their, 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 I don't know. What, what are those things called even when you like answer questions and it tells you like which type of person you are, right? Oh, you like know? a BuzzFeed personality quiz or whatever? Personality quiz. That's a quiz. That's what, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'd have to end up doing a bunch of BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed quizzes and I just, uh, I can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> Would I, you know, I think I'd t- I can tolerate somebody who works for BuzzFeed more than s- somebody who reads BuzzFeed. But like if they're working for BuzzFeed, they're, they're writing the BuzzFeed. Not only are they proofreading it, but they're also writing it. Like that's coming out of their mind. Blame people, not BuzzFeed. Fair, fine, fine. I'm going to yeah. stick with Red Flag. It's fine for you. We'll leave, we'll leave it there. Um, God, would you rather for you? All right, yeah. So would you rather be rich and famous, but... That- <laughs> that one but no one loves you or have the life you do now i choose the life i have now really wow yeah i don't oh. know i wouldn't trade this for fame and riches what about just riches because i actually i know even in my own mind i probably wouldn't want to be famous because i just know that that lifestyle could get hard with you couldn't live a no- normal life maybe riches <laughs> yeah. okay there we go um in this scenario, by the way, rich doesn't mean like people hate you. It just means no one's capable of loving you. Maybe all the women you date, they're like, yeah, you're okay, but they're more of a gold digger. And your friends, well, they might like you. They'll, they'll never be like true friends. They'll never be your best friend. They'll never, they'll never see you for more than just money. They'll like you, but they can never love you. Oh, mm-hmm. So they like me and I think they like me. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There, there is no, I will say there's no instances of them ever being like, um, you know, Tino, I actually like don't even really like you. They just like you can just tell that they don't love you, though. You know, like they never die for you They're, And I guess like I, I, it pertains more to who you would date or marry that they'll never love you. Yeah, like they'll never. I don't know. I don't know. Now we, we'd have to describe and define what love is really <laughs> what love feels like in order to go deeper into this. It's also a question of, are you okay with living in a simulation? So I guess the simulation is that people just pretend to like you. Yeah, I mean, I'll go as far as to say that they do like you, but yeah, you know, they, they, they're never, it's hard to explain really. They're never gonna be like Ronnie, who's like your best friend. They're always just gonna be like, Oh yeah, we'll hang out with you and we'll have a good time. And you always have a good time, but you know, you go home, I guess. Yeah. You go home and you know, at the end of the day, like if there was no money, they probably wouldn't hang out with you as much as they do, if at all. Hmm. That actually, you know, that sounds sad and pathetic, but then also you're rich. So like, (laughs) and I'm going to admit you're always having fun with them and you're rich and you're always having fun. You just know deep, it's more of a deep down thing. Deep down, you're like, yeah, if I wasn't rich, they wouldn't hang out with me. But I am rich, so they are hanging out with me. Oh, way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting dilemma or conundrum, whatever. 
um i think i'd go for that one i i want rich people problems not poor people problems you know word up tino oh i agree with you more on something you're gonna have problems anyways but you know i'd rather have rich people problems i'd I'd rather have like ah, you know but the private jet won't be ready for you tomorrow mr dogo you know that 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 that's a problem i'm willing to have i'm okay with that problem and i think it's an ariana grande quote it's like those who said money can't buy happiness probably didn't have enough money (laughs) i mean like batman like think about him he was rich and never loved look he had an awesome life i'm not saying we'd be like vigilantes but like we'll live in awesome we'll have butlers that can semi love us like not love us but like you know give us company if we really need it but they semi love you and what more can you want they <laughs> you pay them to quote unquote love them <laughs> yeah mm. okay we're on the same page i'll also take the the riches not the famous though um tino i gotta ask you why are christmas trees bad at sewing Christmas tree is bad at sewing because they're always dropping their needles. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you like that? I know you like that one. Yeah, I like it a little bit. <laughs> um, I did go back through all our episodes to find out which one, uh, which joke you actually liked the most, and it was the um, the genre, the which what uh, genre of music are national anthems, and. It's country. You you like that one. <laughs> that one's a good one. I couldn't remember it and I just experienced it again. So Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Um, again, shorter episode. We just want to update our listeners on Umsu News, what's been going on with us. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys won't have to wait another month before uh who am I kidding? You guys are gonna have to wait another month before another episode. But hopefully we can stay consistent after that once COVID goes away and we get this vaccine but yeah um song of the week i don't even remember what it was last week because last week was a month ago but this week it's um last christmas by wham the goat song same with christmas songs christmas songs aren't that good they rely too heavily on the genre to make them good but last christmas by wham and george michael that's a bop that is a bop solid song um but between now and next time Don't forget to spread good vibes. Good vibes only. Peace.